Hello, hello, hello to my favorite people and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast with me, your host Zoe. This is the second episode I am recording since I moved from London to Singapore. So there are going to be loads of Singapore updates in this episode, but the bulk of the episode is going to be about staying grounded throughout the holiday season and also the new year. So some topics I want to touch on are changing up routine during the holidays and how for some people that can be a lot, it can be triggering. We're going to talk about stuff like food, exercise, dealing with people who question your lifestyle and ask annoying questions, ETC. We're then going to talk about New Year's Eve pressure. We're also going to talk about New Year's resolutions and goal setting, and I'm going to share some tips I follow when it comes to goal setting. And I do, before we get into all of that, I do want to acknowledge that I know not everyone celebrates Christmas or marks the new year on the 31st of January, 31st of January, 31st of December, I think I mean. But I do know for a lot of listeners around this time of year, they celebrate something or they take time off work or they spend time with family. So hopefully whatever you celebrate, whatever your vibe is at this time of year, there is something in this episode which is useful for you. But before we get into all of that, of course, we have to do some random Zoe updates. If you're new around here, this is where I share updates on my life, which no one asks for, but people seem to enjoy. The first thing I want to say is, could someone please explain to me how it is December? I'm honestly quite unsure. And I think I'm just in some kind of state where I have no conception of time. I think it's because I did just move countries and I'm taking it day by day. I also think that I'm in a hot climate And for the last 15 years or whatever, December has been freezing in London. It's obviously not freezing in London when you compare it to like Alaska, but it's freezing to me and I'm dramatic. So let's go with it. Usually I literally go to bed on like the 30th of November. Yes, 30th, not 31st, because apparently November has 30 days, which is news to me. But anyway, I go to bed on the 30th of November. So excited to listen to Christmas songs the next day. But this year, I cannot bring myself to listen to Christmas songs. It just feels so wrong. I'm not in the Christmas vibe. And so it feels like I'm breaking some kind of rule or I'm going to get in trouble, which all sounds very strange. I'm also usually devastated when I'm not in the Christmas vibe. But right now, I don't really care. I'm just kind of doing the whole trust the process and stop overanalyzing everything. I mean, I'm still overanalyzing everything because I'm an overthinker, but I'm just analyzing it a little bit less, which is a positive step. But yes, Singapore. I don't want to harp on about the fact that I have no conception of time, but I do have no conception of time. And it simultaneously feels like I've been here for 7.4 years, but also just three minutes. So I'm very confused. I also have moments where, and it will be really random moments, like maybe I'm buying bananas, where I'm suddenly like, wait, hang on hang on, did I just uproot my life and move here? That sounds dramatic. I didn't really uproot my life, but I did move. I think I think anyone who has moved countries, let alone continents, especially if you've done so alone, anyone who's done that will know that it is a roller coaster and there are some really hard moments, but then it's also really cool to think that you've moved across the world. And I think the transition for me has been really helped by the fact that Singapore 
is a really safe place and it's really efficient and I came for a job I was incredibly excited about and grateful for and my sister knows Singapore so she could give me some tips but for sure it's been a lot of adulting think like bank accounts tax things also just working stuff out there have been so many moments where I think to myself I have no idea how to do this but I just have to work it out I also think in London I was living in my family home and now I'm in a co-living space with people who I had never met before moving here and so far they've been totally lovely but that's also something that it's taken me a little bit to adjust to and if you're a regular listener you will know that one of my very happy places is in the kitchen not because I'm a good cook I would actually say I'm not a good cook I would say I'm good at putting things on a baking tray and then putting them into a bowl but anyway I love cooking I just find it so therapeutic so finding my way around a new kitchen has been a learning experience and also around the grocery store I don't know what's where I don't know what produce is good all that stuff it's all very different which is sad because I can't get some things but I also think it's good in the sense that it's nudged me to try new things and switch it up a bit if I had to name one thing I'm missing so much it's yogurt I feel like I should clarify that that's one food thing. I am also missing like my family, my friends, my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also really missing yogurt. I haven't had dairy in years and years. Totally intuitively, I actually never made a decision to stop eating it. But I don't eat dairy. And the non-dairy yogurt here, it's just not a great selection. There is some, but it's niche shops. And it's also like £110. I don't know why 110 rather than 100. It's not. It's obviously not even 100 pounds, but apparently 110 came to my mind. I'm just thinking to myself now, it's highly unlikely that anyone cares about the yogurt in Singapore. But if you do, could you please let me know? Because I think I'm going to need it up my sleeve when one of my family members inevitably texts me to say that if I keep talking about yogurt on the podcast, I will have no listeners. The other thing I wanted to say about moving abroad, and I should do a whole episode on this once I'm settled in more, but I think anyone who's moved abroad will also relate to this, especially if you don't know that many people in the place you're going to. But at times it can feel really lonely and it's a bit of adjustment going from being with all your friends and family like I was to kind of being by yourself for long periods of time well not long periods of time because I go into the office but just not having people you can just call up and get dinner with or like go and chill on the sofa with and it's funny because I definitely know what homesickness is I used to get so incredibly homesick when I was younger which is a whole other story like honestly I'd get homesick on holiday with my family because I'd miss my bed or something random but yeah what I feel here isn't really homesickness it's just I guess adjusting to not having my teammates around me 24 7 if that makes sense and by my teammates I mean my girls also my boys I don't want to leave the boys out but my girls my boys my family my boyfriend but he's in LA which doesn't mean he's off the team, but like he's not in London, but he's still on the team. Maybe he's on the bench. Joking, he's not on the bench. He's not going to listen to this, so it's fine, but he's on the team. Everyone calm down. And honestly, I'd also say my bed is on the team because it gives me, it just gives me so much. It's probably the most sportive team player. All my girlfriends, all my mum, everyone, everyone's amazing. Anyways, (laughs) 
I am just really riding those waves. I'm not putting too much pressure on myself to find friends immediately. I'm trusting the process and remembering that by focusing on me and the things which make me happy in time, the right people will come. Okay, I could talk about this for hours and hours. So maybe we'll do a Q&A soon or something. But I want to get into the bulk of the episode about the holiday season. My usual reminder that if you do enjoy this podcast, please do rate and review it. If you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas, it's wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok. And my website is www.umfreezepod.com. The first subject to Rooney we're going to talk about is balance over the holidays. And balance, it's such an elusive word. Side note, I love the word elusive. I don't know why, I just love it. I think it just rolls off the tongue so easily. I also love like what it means. It's just, it's just so great. Anyway, balance is elusive. I don't know what balance really is. I know what it means to me, but I think it's different for everyone. So I think it's very hard to define. But basically, I don't know why I'm trying to be a dictionary. What I want to talk about is how for a lot of people, your usual routine might be interrupted during the holidays. So maybe you go and stay with family or you go and stay with friends or you're away with your partner or whatever and you don't have the gym and it's harder for you to do your wellness routine and you're drinking more alcohol, you're staying up later, whatever it is. The first thing I want to say on this is that if you are someone who loves routine, sometimes during this time of year, you can feel a bit out of control and unsettled. And I speak from experience because I've definitely felt this at points in the past. So if you are feeling those feelings, please remember you are not alone and do not judge yourself. I think the main thing is to be so kind to yourself and to remember that it is totally okay to be out of routine for a period of time. Nothing bad is going to happen. And the more you can lean into it rather than resisting it, the better. And I think the more at ease you're going to feel if you just kind of roll with it. Gosh, that's a tongue twister. Roll with it rather than like tensing up, so to speak. So yes, main thing, be kind to yourself. The other thing, and this is actually something I've been really trying to remember lately as my routine has been all over the place since I moved to Singapore, is that we do so many things in the name of health and wellness, like working out, eating nutritious foods, sleeping, meditating, ETC. But for me at least, I truly don't think that any of those things matter more to your health than reducing stress and being kind to yourself. So I always tell myself that the healthiest thing I can do isn't to eat broccoli or to go to the gym, but it's to let go of guilt, to stop speaking to myself unkindly, to give myself permission to feel happy and like to smile at myself in the mirror, all those things. Broccoli isn't going to help you if you're miserable. And remember perspective, like in the grand scheme of life, what matters is being happy and I guess making memories and spending time with loved ones and all that stuff. Having said that, I do also think that if you want to, and I reiterate, if you want to, that was so aggressive, but whatever, you can bring some of the wellness habits, which make you feel good, into the holiday season. 
I think the main thing is absolutely 100,000 gazillion trillion percent. Make sure that you're bringing wellness habits into the holiday season because they truly make you feel good and support your mental health and not because you feel guilty if you don't do them or because you feel compelled to do them or whatever. So if, for example, you know that movement really helps you to be the best version of you, then maybe do build some movement into your days over the holiday. Go for a morning walk or a quick jog around the block or see if anyone you're spending the holidays with wants to play tennis or do whatever, something active. Or if, I don't know, meditation helps you feel mentally strong and grounded like it does for me, wake up five minutes earlier than your family and just squeeze in a quick meditation and it's not about being strict with yourself or doing these things out of guilt or fear but I think it's about doing what makes you the happiest version of you and no one no one can tell you what that is and it looks different for everyone so for one person it might be two weeks off exercise completely that might be what they need right now but for another person it might be a morning walk every day and for one person it might be letting go and enjoying wine and tequila every night for another person it might be not drinking alcohol because it's not their vibe at this stage in life and if you're going to take one thing from this episode it is do not and I repeat do not let judgment from others stop you from doing what you need to do to feel happy. Like I said, whether that is taking time off exercise, whether that's exercising, whether that's wine, whether that's no wine, do not let fear of judgment from others stop you. Because as I just said, only you know what makes you feel good. Your great aunt's cousin once removed does not know what's best for you. So ignore the annoying comments which are like, oh dear, why don't you want to drink alcohol? Or like, oh dear, why aren't you going for a walk or whatever it is. Like you do you and block out your great aunt's cousin once removed. Her comments probably aren't deep. And even if they are deep, that's on this great aunt's cousin once removed. I don't even know if great aunt cousin once removed is a proper role or like if that makes logical sense, but you all know what I mean. I think also block out any kind of shaming online. I do often see shaming around for example, exercising over the holidays. But in the same way that there is no shame in not exercising, I don't think there should be any shame in exercising. Again, and I know I sound like a broken record, but provided you're doing it with a healthy mindset and because you love yourself, not because you want to punish yourself. But yeah, I don't think whatever you choose to do, there should be any shame because no one is in a position to judge you. Like as an example, this is a personal example. Well, it's not personal as in it's not deep, but this is an example related to me. Exercise is something my family loves and honestly something which kind of brings us together and we do together and we make it fun. So last year on Christmas, we went for a run and we had a really good time. We got those endorphins going. We felt good and I don't know, we might work out on Christmas, we might not, literally depends on the vibes, the weather, how we feel, whatever's going to make us happier. So to summarize, you do you this holiday season, you do what you need and trust yourself, ignore this fictional great aunt's cousin once removed 
basically that family member who just throws out the annoying comments. And in case any of my family are listening, that's really not you. You guys are all amazing for the most part. No, I'm joking. You're always amazing. I love everyone listening. Okay, next thing I want to talk about is New Year's Eve. I have definitely spoken about this before on the podcast because this podcast has been going for over a year and I feel like I hold really strong opinions on New Year's Eve. This is going to be controversial but I literally think it is the most overrated night of the year. If you love it, that's amazing. Go out, celebrate, have the best time or stay in, celebrate, like whatever, however you celebrate. But I just think there is so much pressure around New Year's Eve to have plans, to have cool plans, to stay up, to have the best night ever. I'm actually for Christmas, meeting my family in South Africa. And I booked my flight back to Singapore on New Year's Eve. So I'd be flying over New Year's Eve. And in my mind, I was like, this is perfect. Now I don't have to make plans. And actually, it's really cool to be flying over the New Year's. And I have the perfect excuse just to go to sleep. Anyways, I told my dad and he was literally like, are you okay? No, could you please move your flight to the first so like we can be together as a family? I did move my flight. The point is, I don't really know how relevant my story there was. But what I'm trying to say is, please don't judge yourself and please don't feel judged by anyone else when it comes to New Year's Eve. It's okay if you're going out. It's okay if you're staying in. It's okay if you're like me and you'll probably be asleep before midnight. It's okay if you're going to be awake until 5am. Like, literally do what makes you happy, ultimately, and this is going to sound savage, but it's not really savage. It's just the truth. Literally no one cares what you do on New Year's Eve. People are only really focused on what they're doing and they don't care that much about what you're doing. So just take the pressure off. It is another night. It's another date in the calendar. So do not let it stress you out. Like you're way too important, valuable and amazing to let one night stress you out. The final thing, I have to take a deep breath there. The final thing I want to talk about is New Year's resolutions. So like New Year's Eve, I think resolutions are just what you want them to be. If they work for you, if they make you feel good, set them, live them, breathe them, set your world on fire, do a ceremony around them, put them on your wall, literally, whatever. But if you don't like them, if you find them pressurizing, if they're just not for you, that is so okay. I think when it comes to goal setting, different things work for different people. Some people like to set goals every year. Some people like to set them every month, every week. Some people are like me and they're just impatient. So if they want to do something, they, I don't know, just kind of try start immediately. I don't think any approach is better or worse. It's just what works for you personally. I will say and this is just me, and this might be controversial, but I'm just going to say it. If you do want to do something, I'm a big believer in starting now, even if you start small. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be drastic, but you can take small steps every day. I just think we spend so much time waiting, waiting for the first of the month, waiting for the new year, waiting for whatever situation to arise waiting for someone to tell us we should do something. And I just believe in taking things into our own hands, like, I don't know, utilizing our power and just taking action. And again, this might be controversial, but we're going with it. I believe that if you're not willing 
to start something tomorrow, it's kind of unclear to me how you're going to be motivated to sustain it past the first three weeks of the new year. But that's just me. So all of that to say, like, don't get fixated on the new year. I do want to share some tips when it comes to goal setting, whether you're setting goals in the new year or whether you're just setting goals generally. But yeah, if you're setting goals in the new year, hopefully these are going to help you to set them, but also to stick with them if that's something you want to do. The first thing is that if you can't see yourself doing it in six months, then it's probably not that sustainable. So really try and focus on goals which you can see yourself doing and you can see yourself incorporating into your life in the longer term. So as an example, if you want to get into the gym, instead of saying, I'm going to work out for two hours every day, which I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions, but for me, that would definitely be hard to sustain. So yeah, instead of that, maybe you could set yourself a goal of 20 minutes of movement three or four times a week. And if you do anything on top of that, that's a super cool bonus. And I think that's then something you can stick with through different seasons, through different phases. Like you could bring that goal on holiday with you if you wanted to or whatever. Basically, it's more sustainable or it's going to be most, it would be more sustainable for me than two hours of exercise a day. The next thing is be intentional. Don't set goals for the sake of it, especially around this time of year where people literally just come up with random things because it's the new year and they feel pressure to. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to start waking up at six, but they're not a morning person and they don't really want to wake up at six, but they're just doing it because they think they should because it's the new year. I think if you're not really intentional about it, it's hard to motivate yourself. I think a big part of motivation is having a strong why. So unless you have a strong why, it's going to be harder to stick to whatever goals or plans you put in place. I don't know why I just said that so weirdly. (laughs) Goals or plans you put in place. I also think when you set goals, just give yourself grace. If there's one week where you don't stick to your goals or one week where you fall off track. I hate the phrase off track, but whatever. I just used it off track. If you fall off track, if you miss your goals, don't be hard on yourself. Your goals are literally there to support you and to help you become a better person, not for you to weaponize your goals against yourself. And I think that moving away from the whole all or nothing mindset and just being more flexible and kinder to yourself can be really helpful when it comes to sticking to goals and also just having more fun with them and not resenting them or thinking they're a burden on your life. The final thing And if you are a long-time listener, firstly, I love you. Secondly, sorry, because you're going to be bored of me saying this. But set goals because you love yourself and you think you deserve and you're worthy of feeling epic and making the most of this life and being happy and having fun. Don't set goals because you hate yourself and you want to change yourself so you're more lovable. Start with self-love because I personally think that's the foundation of everything. But then again, who am I to argue? I'm literally just a random 24-year-old girl out here speaking into a microphone in Singapore. So (laughs) with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening. Honestly, recording these episodes just makes me so happy. So I hope it makes you happy too. I hope I've made a little bit of sense. And I will speak to you all next week. If you have thoughts, questions, comments, ideas for future episodes, please do let me know at Wonderfully Zoe 
on Instagram or TikTok. So many people message me and they're like, oh, I was really scared to reach out. Please don't be scared to reach out. I promise you I'm really friendly. So just reach out. And um, I love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.